You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! It's the Boomer and Carton Postgame Show with Al Jerry. Hey, what do you say? Podcast time. I assume we're rolling because Al doesn't have panic. And a good show today. I enjoyed it. We are rolling, Jerry. This When we're in this podcast room, I'm staring at the computer that's recording us. When we record from the Boomer and Carton studios, the computer's in another room. Thus, I always have anxiety that I am not recording. This is relaxed, Al. I'm very relaxed in here. Yesterday, uh, they had media day at Rutgers. And your name popped up. Oh, is that right? So Steve As Peichel, the head basketball coach, spoke. And then after he was done... The head basketball coach? Yeah, when he all was right. finished, uh, they put all the players at tables. Kind of like the Super Bowl when, you know, you can just walk around and they sit there for about 45 minutes. It was great. Good, I thought a good time. 30-plus media people. It was fun. They had a lot of cameras there. It was cool. And then uh, Pat Hobbs, the AD, came up to say hello. And he's like, you know, there's some games, a couple of games left. He goes, I'd love to, you know, I know where Al lives in Jersey... You know, I don't know. I'm like, let me just stop you right there. He's like, what's the matter? I'm like, you've met Al, right? He goes, yeah. I'm like, I'm not saying there's not a chance he wouldn't come to the game. To a Rutgers football game? Correct. But I would say there's a better chance right now that I swan dive off this balcony and belly flop onto the basketball floor. I'd go if they had a dome. Do they have a dome out there? They do not have a dome. No, they do not have a dome. But they would hook you up with very good seats. Is that right? They would love to have you. Hmm. So I told him I would pass the message. Okay, thank you. But the chances are between 1% and 2%. Yeah, I don't like to go out. That's what I told him. I said it's he doesn't like to go out. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like to drive. Right. He doesn't like crowds. Right. And he doesn't like parking in a crowd. Mm. All four of those don't meet the criteria. Ask Rutgers if they could get me a helicopter from Basking Ridge. And then if it could land right by the stadium, I might be interested. So then, so, all right, good deal. By the way, on the table. All right, it's on the table. (laughs) Jerry, I wasn't going to bring this story up, but so many people tweeted it to me, and I'm sure they tweeted it to you also, and found it to be, quote, podcast material. All right. So I put it off for a day or two, but I was inundated. And by that, I mean about three people tweeted this this to me. Uh, I take you to, I believe, where is this story? Tokyo, which I believe is in Japan, Jerry. (laughs) Tokyo, Japan. And I'm just going to read you the... um, uh, well, you know, I'll read the story. I was going to read you just the headline, but I'm going to read the story instead. Right. A woman who went into a Tokyo hospital for surgery needed to be treated for burns after one of her farts apparently started a fire in the operating room. A woman was getting surgery. She farted unconsciously. The fart interacted with the laser and burned her body. That's what this story is claiming. This is a true story. This is claiming to be from Tokyo Medical University Hospital. A doctor was using a laser on the cervix of a woman in her 30s. 
she farted and the laser burned her because of the gas from her butt. Dude, that's brutal. Now, the folks here at the Huffington Post, whose article I printed out, yeah, mainly because it was the easiest to hit print on, <laughs> they talked to a doctor here in America, Jerry, where we know what we're doing. Okay. And he finds that impossible to have happened. I don't know that it's impossible. I find it very hard to believe. He that. said the amount of gas that would have to be in that woman's butt in order to cause a fire with the laser operating on her would be immense. And he's ne- he this guy that they talked to, this doctor, is a butt specialist. He does anal surgeries. And he said he has never had an anal gas leak cause a fire in the operating room. Are you trying to give Eddie clips? <laughs> yep. I, I find it hard to believe. Yeah. Now, so what do you think then? Do you think they're trying to cover up a mistake yeah, they made? Yeah, th- this doctor uh, thinks there's something fishy going on in Tokyo. Is. Because it may, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. You've got to think during every surgery when people are in that state. Yes. That... <laughs> Stench just kind of oozes out. Yes, gases. You have no idea what's going on. You're out of it, and your body is in the most relaxed state it can be in. Dr. Michael Zadeh, an L.A. (laughs) Say that again. He's uh, French. An (laughs) L.A.-based surgeon, quote, I perform a lot of colorectal and anal surgeries, and this has never happened. It would take more than the usual amount of methane in the colon to cause such severe injury. So I'm with this butt doctor. He is an expert, and I don't trust these stories coming out of Tokyo, Japan. I don't either. Quite frankly, they could be making them up. I think they are making them up. Let me see where you stand on this story, Jerry. (laughs) This I got, as you'll notice, this is not a printout. I this ripped, is cut from the... This is is like law and order. Ripped from the headlines. I ripped this from the headlines. A woman in Queens went to a uh, Resorts World Casino. Okay. You're familiar with them? Absolutely. They, Yeah. Well, she was playing the uh, slot machines, and on the screen of the slot machine, it said she had won $43 million. Penny slots, by the way. So she was very excited, but when the receipt came out, the receipt said she had won $2.00. And 25 cents. Well, how does that happen? They claim there was a glitch on the screen. On the computerization of it? On the computer screen. Hmm. uh, In no way would a penny slot machine pay off $43 million. No, but you know what's what's really sucky about that? Yes. Is you go to Atlantic City and you hear about the stories all the time. Which stories? The winning stories. They're few and far between, but they absolutely happen. And everyone knows of someone that's won $100,000. My mother walked into Borgata once. And she filled out the, you know how they have the hourly winners? Yes. So she, whatever, she's checking in for the night and went to the casino and she's she's got her card and she signed up for it and never in a million years ever thinking that she'd win, just figures anything she does there, she wants them to know because then you get your cool comps and all this stuff. And my father comes over to her and he's like, are you just, are you tone deaf? How are you not excited? And she's like, excited for what? She didn't hear it. They announced her name, and then on the board, it says, you know, my mother's name was up there. She was the hourly winner of $10,000. Nice. Went up, got her money. Like, it was that simple. Point is, you hear about this stuff all the time, not $43 million, but you have that expectation that maybe me, maybe this time, and if that comes up, could you imagine, she must have gone numb. She did actually say she went numb. Yes. 
And then to be told, oh, it's not $43 million. My next thought would be, all right, it's $43 million pennies. It's probably still, what would that be, $430,000, right? Something like that. You'd still be numb. I'd be very excited about that. And then that. to be told, oh, by the way, it, it's not even $5. It's $2.25. That's tough, man. That yeah. sucks. She was upset. They did offer her a free meal, but she wanted, uh, she said, a little more. She wants her $43 million. <laughs> Right. Well, she's not going to get her so, $43 million. That's Does a story. Does it say that she's going to take them to court or anything? Uh, yes, I'm sure. Well, the gaming commission's looking into it, but they say that these sorts of glitches, it happens. It happens. It's part of the computer yeah, program. That's really, that's unfortunate. And the ticket that was printed out had the correct thing at $2.25. Very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Here's an entrepreneur, Jerry. Oh, I like these. Story. These excite me. Well, not fair, though. All right. A woman in China, Again with China is being praised and reprimanded on social media for something she did. Our first story was Japan. Our mm-hmm. third one is China. All right, and the second ahead. one was just there in Queens. So right. we are all over the map. Yes. Uh, this woman got 20 different guys to think they were her boyfriend. Okay. She finagled, so she's a female gigolo. She finagled 20 different guys and in part of... Uh, wooing her, wooing them, and or them wooing her, she got twenty of them to buy her the new iPhone Seven, very hot commodity in China. So twenty iPhone Sevens, of which she got all twenty of them and sold them for eighteen thousand dollars total, and put that money down on a house. Businesswoman or not a businesswoman, Jerry? Con artist. Con artist. That's the word I was looking for. I would say con artist. I don't know that I would go entrepreneur with that. Not entrepreneur. But let me say this. Not married, mm-hmm. nothing tied to them legally. Right. There's no reason, and I'm saying if he was in court, this is how I would fight it. Right. And, but it's China. I don't know how the laws work. It might there. be a different court but system. Let's assume there. it was New York City, just for okay, the, well, for so the let's sake say, of the argument. Let's say you conned 20 women into getting right. you an iPhone Who, 7. Who's to say have feelings for all 20 guys? Right. Like the, I see the Bachelorette, they have feelings. It sounds goofy and ridiculous, but the defense is there for it. Listen, I love them all in their own way. They wanted to get me the iPhone. Okay. Right. I didn't need 20 of them. I sold them. You're bad. And I did need a house. And who's... You listen, you got to live. Right. right. You need somewhere. You need some shot. No, it, she's a con artist for sure, but I don't know legally. You know, you could tell me if she married them and right. she did this and stole money from them. They willingly bought her the phone. No, she did reach out to me. She wants a couch for this place and wants me to buy it and you to buy her a couch as Bob's. well. Bob's discount. I wonder if she's got one of those uh, gift registry pages. Oh, definitely. Didn't you tell me strippers do that or something? No, but I did see this is is very similar to that. So I've not watched MTV in many years. Me neither. They don't do videos anymore, right? They do not. Right. But they used to do a show, and evidently they still do, called True Life. It's a documentary series. So uh, one hour individual documentaries on something kind of strange. So the other night I was bouncing around, and this one caught my eye it was true life i'm a financial dominatrix a what a financial dominatrix okay i don't even know what that means so they profiled a woman dominatrix and a man dominatrix they dominate people go to them to get dominated by them wherein they hand over cash to them they go to the atm and just give like the woman dominates you by demanding cash from you, and you buy her stuff and give her money. You stop it. And while you're giving her the money, you kiss her feet and things like that. So this so woman... So she's a whore. She doesn't have sex with them. 
all she does. All right, she's a foot whore. She lets them kiss her feet. This is embarrassing. And there was a, a guy on there who is seemingly straight. He has a girlfriend, but he has men uh, kissing his feet and giving him money. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't, you know, financial come across, dominatrix. This is going to come across awful, but I'll say it anyway. All right, Jerry, go ahead. Fire away. One of the, one of the biggest phrases that drive me, two things drive me bonkers as a husband and as a father. It burns the hell out of me when on Mother's Day, which is a great day, right? We all got our moms. Hopefully, hopefully many of them are still with us. Our wives are moms. We think the world of most of them, right? Some bad relationships, fine. I think my wife is phenomenal. She's a great wife. She's a great mom. So don't misunderstand what I'm saying. All right. I would just cut this part out and give this no, to no. her <laughs> for Mother's it Day. It drives me nuts, though, when on Mother's Day we gush over how much a mom is worth for doing this, 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 and this. But on Father's Day, it's never how much dad's worth, right? Mm-hmm. When dad is... Like, what's that job? Dad's going to work. Or, and then, oh, by the way, when he comes home, he's coaching Little League. Mm-hmm. He's, he's cutting the grass, too. Playing he's doing stuff, right? We never we never get pool. that story. So that, that, right. that... Okay, that's number one. Drives me nuts. Not that they're not worth it, but some equal value would be nice, right? Here's the other one that... that yeah. This really gets your goat. Oh, this drives me crazy. Happy wife, happy life. Shut up. I, seriously. Right, so they're saying about, you not be happy as long as the wife is happy. That's all you should be worried about. Yeah, how about not? Yeah. How about happy relationship? Equals. Happy house. How about, you know, he's my man, that's my plan. I don't oh, know. I like that. Right? I'm going to try to get that to well, catch Well, I don't on. understand why it's it's almost like the guy has become... Sorry, I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong thing. All right. So I'll stop it there. We'll settle in So here, now folks. it goes back to what you were just talking about. What kind of loser do you have to be to pay someone money <laughs> to suck their feet? Mm-hmm. Well, it's the more kissing of what the feet. What kind of piece of crap? Right. Right? No self-confident beast are you. Right. That you get some sort of joy out of just, I don't know, here's my money. Now let me kiss you on the cheek. I mean, what are we doing? Uh, this woman, Jerry, she put a dog collar on a guy and walked him to the ATM. Uh, right, exactly. Walked him to the ATM. And I mean, seriously. He gave her $500. I, there's so many things I'd like to say right now. And then her doorbell kept ringing all day long with packages of guys sending her gifts. A great gig if you can get it. Yeah, it seemed awesome. What just... You wouldn't do I'm that, I'm not going to say it. I can't say it. You wouldn't be into that. Have a, a gentleman kiss your feet what a bunch for, of wieners. for money. Honestly. Could you ever... By the way, this is the part in the podcast where I kind of have to step out to do an update, but I'll, okay. I'll, I'll ponder this, All right, I'll and then you can pick it right back up, right? Perfect. Could you ever, ever, ever envision yourself becoming such a just squirmy little nerd? A squirmy little nerd. That's got just no confidence in yourself. That It's almost like you're paying someone to be your friend. Yes. No. Oh, you're saying, could no. I picture no. myself doing it? No way, Jerry. <laughs> you said yes. Oh, I, I meant I was following along. I was getting what you were saying. Not yes, though. I'm going to say no to that. I have an idea for another episode of MD, MTV's True Life. All right. I know I was telling you about the dominatrix, uh, yeah. financial dominatrix. I have one where I'm going to have them follow me around. I'm a uh, razor dominatrix. <laughs> really? What does that mean? Well, what I do is uh, I force, well, 
I don't really force. It's part of the the game where I get people to buy me razors because they're so expensive. I go to the drugstores. I go to the supermarket. I go to buy a package of razors, Jerry, and it's like $35 or something ridiculous. So can I help, can I help you with I'm this? going to have people buy them for me. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put them in a dog collar and put a leash on them and walk no, no. them to no, the no. drugstore and say, you don't need to buy do me these razors. You don't need to do it. They're going to do it and we're going to, first of all, we're going to make a movie about you it. You are not going to be a dominatrix at any point in your life. Razor dominatrix. Or your next, whatever. B, you're not sending people to the drugstore to buy razors because that's about the dumbest thing anybody can do. You know why? Why what? Why Why would anybody go to the drugstore Because that's where they sell them, Jerry. Wrong, wrong. Al, you're wrong. Al, you're wrong. Hmm. Just go to Harry's. Now, where is that? Well, Harry's in Germany. They have a great factor. Oh, well, that's going to cost some money when it, I get actually, on the airplane. Actually, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Wow, what a moron I am. You're They're w- very cost effective. They are? They're v- and they are, qual- I'm telling you, quality. German, ear- German engineered blades. I see. They are awesome, and they ship them directly to your house. You don't have to go anywhere. You're not going to a stupid drugstore where you got to get the guy to come over with the key to open up the plastic coverings because they're so expensive. They come to your house. So where am I going with the guy on the leash to get me the razors? <laughs> no, no. You're getting rid of the guy and the leash. Okay. You, yourself, are going to get yourself the Harry Shave System. You don't need oh. to be a dominatrix. Of any sort. Now, I'm I mean, looking, if you want to on the weekend with something else, that's fine. I'm looking for, this. for German engineered blades. These are German engineered oh. blades. Also, they I come need, straight from the factory. I need a five blade cartridge, Jerry, Got for it. my face. Go to Harry's. Oh, Harry's has that. Harry's. Check this out also. This is what I'm hearing. Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades, Jerry. They're going to send you their popular free trial set. How good is that? That's a razor, a five blade cartridge, and shaving gel. You get your free trial set. When you subscribe, just pay $3 for shipping. Plus, check this out. Another special offer for listeners to this podcast. If you enter code POSTGAME at checkout, you get a post-shave bomb for free with your order. Go to harrys.com right now. Enter code POSTGAME at checkout. Get your free trial set and post-shave bomb. harrys.com slash postgame. That actually sounds easier, Jerry, than me trying to find someone to put in a dog leash and drag them to the drugstore. Bang. Saying it now sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Now that bit. you've mentioned this. A little bit. Jerry, I uh, started my radio career in a little town called Largo, Florida. Is that where you started? Well, it was just outside of a town. I thought you started in Elizabeth. Uh, oh, yes, Elizabeth. Because we both started we did, at, at the w- same radio station a few years apart. The WJDM. That's right. But 1530 above the C.H. Martin building. That's correct. In a lovely downtown Did you Elizabeth. park by the cemetery like I did in that yes. small little parking lot? Uh, it was a, it was a, there was a small parking lot between a cemetery and a prison. Yes, that's yes, right. Yes, that's where I parked. Huh. That's right. Good old but days. But I also, I also worked uh, early on in Largo, Florida. By the way, that parking, better system there than here. Yes. <laughs> At least I knew there was a spot for me. Anyway, Largo, Florida. Uh, a uh, gentleman, no, police were called, uh, as is happening, happening all too often, Jerry, on a domestic oh. violence case. And they uh, picked up Edward Dorsey. He's 54 years old. He was arrested, but they brought him to a hospital because there were some uh, injuries between he and his, uh, his wife fighting. And, um, well, he got angry because he was drunk and had drugs in his system. He took out his glass eyeball and threw it. <laughs> Threw it at the emergency workers in the emergency room. <laughs> this after police told him 
Don't take the eye out. <laughs> Do not. He must have been threatening. I'm going to take the eye out. He took it out and threw it like a ball. I'm sure he did. Now, luckily, no one was injured. Oh, that's a good thing. He threw his glass eye at the ER doctor and the ER nurse, although he only had one eye. And in fact, if you look, his photo here is squinting in the one eye. I thought he was winking at you. Uh, No, I think think he had removed his eyeball already to throw it at you. That could have been you if you would have stayed in Largo. Wow, check this out. He's on $30,000 bond. Thirty thousand. His house in Largo can't be worth thirty thousand dollars. Is Largo not? I thought Largo was nice. Uh, not great. Isn't that near Clearwater? Yes, it is. Oh, I thought it was nice. Clearwater, okay. Largo. And there's a lot of uh, mobile homes. <laughs> Got it. You follow? <laughs> yeah, I mean. And then, <laughs> I guess. Since we're a professional podcast, we're not allowed to play copyrighted music on here, right? So I'm going to give you this story, and I wish I could play you the music, but I'm going to ask you just to Google it. Or go to YouTube or Spotify, whatever you use. Nothing, really. It's a uh, listening to this song reduces anxiety by up to 65%. All right, so Craig should listen to this prior to his game with the Islanders and Penguins. The song is called Weightless by Marconi Union, and it's been shown to reduce anxiety in listeners by up to 65%. Why is that? It's uh, that the... Let's see. It says the song, which was composed with the help of sound therapist, helps insomnia and reduce stress. You believe that stuff? Um, like, I why think, is that any better than listening to ocean sounds? Yeah, I don't know. Right? I, I would think just listening to anything that's going to get your mind off of thinking. Anything like meditative. Yet? Right. So, like, the ocean sounds, you can get white noise. Like, you know, sometimes people, I, a friend of mine likes going to sleep with static. Mm-hmm. He might, whether it's on a radio or something, he just likes something that... He hears it, but there's nothing that's making his mind work. A constant, steady noise. Yeah. That's why I also have friends that live in Manhattan that actually hated living in Manhattan at first and then got very used to the sounds <laughs> of the traffic and the horns. And it just, there's something to it. I, To me, I find it hard to believe or hard to understand because I've never done it. My friend Sal, you know, Sal Licata, who works oh, yes. at WOR, um, works with me at Columbia, works at SNY. I've stayed, he didn't live there anymore, but he had an apartment in Manhattan for the last five years. I'd say four or five times I stayed at his place, getting back from a game late and got to be here at 4 a.m. And I'd be sitting there staring at the ceiling, like, shut up. Not him, but all the cars. And he would lay down, he'd be out in two seconds. I guess you get used to it. And then if you have total silence, that's no good. That's almost, right, that's almost counterproductive. Like, where's the noise? I like to fall asleep to the television. See, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't like to just go into a room and lay down. That's how my wife My wife goes to sleep with the TV on. My son, who's 12, every morning I wake up at 2.30, I've got to turn the TV off. MLB Network's on or NHL Network. He he can't fall asleep unless there's something on. And then he's he actually prefers me to leave it on, to which I said, I'm not leaving the TV on all night. I'm like, you know, you're fine. You're already asleep. So a lot of people are like that. Not me, but a lot of people are like that. Hmm. Matter of fact, I find it keeps me up. Yeah, is, then they say that about all sorts of screens keep people up. So whether you're checking your phone right before you go to bed, they say that's no good. You know what I did uh, a couple of, I'm trying to think how long, it had to be three or four weeks ago. I was up late on a Saturday, and I had to get up early Sunday morning. And nothing to do with work, but we were out late, and we had friends over, and we were having a couple of drinks, and I ate. Like a mozzarella stick, mozzarella stick, whatever you want to call them. I like the first way you said mozzarella it. stick, right? And so they left, and I guess like twenty minutes later, you're laying down, and that thing sat in my stomach like a brick. 
Was it a stick or was it the ones that look like a triangle? No, no, it was a stick. It was the ones like you, you know, you get in the restaurant, not a triangle. I know what you're talking about. And I, I mean, I must have been up for an hour. It was like I was thinking about what is that thing doing in my stomach right now? Right. It's just a, sitting a there. A big ball of cheese. Like the acids right now are attacking the cheese and the breading. <laughs> trying to break it down. Oh, it's fighting it. God, and I'm trying to go to sleep. Like, just disgusting. I think your acid can break down the, the coating on it, but the actual rubbery cheese, there's no way the acid's beating that. So where does that go? It just sits there. It has to get attacked by the acid for hours. I mean, that's brutal. And then just a big lump passes in through your, through your intestines, and then it probably just settles in your colon. Well, you just painted a horrible picture. <laughs> so basically, why ever eat cheese then? That's a great question. I don't well, really you don't think like you, cheese, right? I do like, uh, what did you say? Mozzarella? Mozzarella. I do like that. You do? Yeah. But you don't like cheese on your burger? No. You don't like grilled cheese? Nope. So you wouldn't have, what have I made you? All right. You like rye bread? I do like a nice rye right. bread. How about a good Jewish rye, right, mm-hmm. which is awesome, with a little bit of butter on each side? Okay. I'll give you some Vermont cheddar. Nope out. Shut up. Some bacon in the middle. Close that bad boy up. Fry it. Brown it. Cut. Well, I'll put some tomato in it, too. Cut it up. Just try it with your eyes closed. Tell me you don't like it. I said if you did that without cheddar and you did that with the, with the mozzarella cheese, with the tomato. Then you'd be in. That sounds interesting. All right, I got to go. Uh, coming right, up Jerry. next, the warm-up it was really good until we got interrupted. Uh, but that's coming up next, and uh, see you later. See it's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, what do you say, Al? Quarter to six, Boomer and Carton coming up in 15 minutes or so. Last night, game six of the World Series could have ended. The Cavaliers got a nice win over the Rockets. They went over to Progressive Field to watch the Indians, only to find out that they were losing already, and uh, that didn't go well. And I'd like to thank the Cubs for letting me go to bed early because after Addison Russell hit the grand slam, good night. Good night, everybody. Pretty hey, much. what's what's the deal with slamming into the catcher? I thought we weren't doing that anymore. Uh, it's a, I, yeah, I, I watched I, it last night. Zobris comes right in and drills that. Well, I think partly because he went feet first, but so he kind of like yes, he went. They, they almost hit faces. He went feet first and then kind of came up with the shoulder, but it wasn't a complete. You're running and you're just barrel the guy over. I thought the same thing. You know, part of the problem is when you've got, I guess, it's Perez. The catcher blocking the plate like he was. Which I thought you couldn't do. You can't if you block it prior to the ball coming in. The whole thing was timed perfectly. That's gray area, basically, last night. Because I thought the same exact thing. Ooh, he hit him pretty hard there. And it pretty much lodged the ball from the glove. I don't know if he would have caught it anyway, but I'm sure a lot of people thought the same thing. It it wasn't even, like, kind of questioned on the broadcast. It was just like... That was part of the deal? It was like the old days. Yeah, no, it was part of the deal. I do think because he went feet first... I think that kind of nullified it as opposed to running right into him. But I do think many people probably thought the same thing. Apparently, the guys on TV didn't. Right. They didn't. Uh, yeah. They didn't. Cons- Maybe I should be on television doing these games. Uh, perhaps as long as you weren't in center field or right field. That would have been me and you in the outfield. Last yeah, night. I love seeing that. That cause, was awful. Because that is, listen, it's Major League Baseball. Yeah. It's the World Series. And that's the type of thing you see in Little League. And yeah. you yell at your Little Leaguer. Well, even Chisenhall was like, when, you, when they showed the replay... He, like, turns around and he sees the boys like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, right. The ball just fell at his feet. Like, in a World Series, you have to even collide. You know, like, in a regular season, you don't want to sure. collide and get hurt. You would even have to collide before you let a ball drop like that. I agree. And Craig had asked me the other day if the Indians don't win because they had lost game five 
is it a complete collapse? And I said, no, they just lost a game tonight. If they don't win this evening, we're going to go back to – because there's only a one nothing game at the time, and I thought the two runs come in, wow, that set a horrendous tone for the rest of the night, which it did. You're going to go back and you're going to look at that blooper and blunder and say they, they might have. Right, that set the tone. Absolutely. That, that ball just dropping in there. Yeah. Terry Francona is going to be uh, stress-eating ice cream tonight. Did you see this story, Jerry? I that did, he, yes. uh, That when he is stressed out, he slams ice cream. Much like our own Craig Carton, he's in the back office right now. Eating ice cream? Spooning chocolate chip, chocolate chocolate chip into his face. Made of apples? Uh, well. What happened with that? The apple diet, that's gone. But uh, this Terry Francona, he ordered like $40 worth of ice cream yeah. to his uh, room service the other night. And now some company out there in Cleveland is just stuffing his room with ice cream like a <laughs> local. Like a great idea. Yeah, yes. there he is right there. That's a clip way, of him uh, pre-gaming it, for tonight. It does sound like a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Stre- do you, are you a big stress eater, Jerry? Will Probably. Will you be slamming ice cream? I don't think so. I'm more of a uh, binge eater. A binge eater. I don't think it's stress. In a similar, oh, not stress related. No, like I will have uh, good intentions if, uh, not every Friday, but a lot of Fridays we'll get pizza and uh, I will say, eh, I have a slice I'll of have a salad. Slice. And a salad. And I'll always I'll eat the salad first. It doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't. So uh, one pit, boy, it's really good. I have another one. Eh, three won't kill me. I'd like to see Terry Francona with like a pint of Hagen dazs right in the dugout tonight. Uh, well, I don't know that'd be allowed. Oh, he wouldn't do that? No. Plus he'd have to get the tobacco out of his mouth. And, I suppose you probably could eat the ice cream with the tobacco in your mouth. And then you're a big baseball guy, Jerry. You watch that MLB Network all lot, year yes. round. Why does why do teams change strategy in the playoffs? All World hands Series? on deck. It's a great. I'm I'm glad you said that because it's funny how you go through 162 games of a season, or at least 161. God knows what right, the it, last day is. It got you to the World Series, sure. And you've got this recipe where your starter, you want him to go deep into a game. This whole postseason, if a starter goes five innings. Wow, what an even Josh Tomlin in uh, and he wasn't you know he wasn't great last night, but in game, I guess it was game four he pitched, and I remember he was on MLB Network with Harold Reynolds after the game, and I think it was Am- Amzinger as the host, and uh, there were a couple of the Al Leiter might have been there too, and you know like boy what a great effort tonight. I'm sitting there like yes he was good, it was like four and a third, like he barely made it into the fifth inning, and it does change. I guess the theory kind of like using Chapman last night. You know, in a, whatever the score was, 7-2, you bring him in in the 7th, he's pitching the 8th, then you bring him out for the ninth. he walks guy, all right, you're done. Well, what'd you even start him in the ninth for? Would you do this tonight, Jerry? Start Chapman on the hill. <laughs> Why the hell not? Change no. it up. No, of course they're not Go going to Go in reverse do that. order. Get they're the closer not. out there so that the game doesn't get out of hand early, no. then bring in uh, Kyle Hendricks, let him I don't think that's middle going relief. to happen. No, I don't think that's going to happen. I will mm. say, though, if he doesn't have it, and it's a close game. The Cubs are in trouble just from the standpoint of, other than Mike Montgomery, it's pretty obvious Joe Madden doesn't like anybody else in his bullpen. And he's even kind of said it in press conferences that those are his two guys out of the pen. I guess John Lester could be used tonight, too, out of the bullpen. So, I mean, listen, it's nine innings, one game, winner take all. One team hasn't won in 108 years. The other team hasn't won since 1948. So, either way, it should be kind of fun. And you're a big uh, 90s alternative rock guy. In fact, you used to do a morning show, (laughs) 90s alternative rock. Uh, Billy Corgan from Smashing Smashing Pumpkins. Pumpkins. He's a big uh, Cubs fan, and he doesn't like these new celebrity Cubs fans rearing their heads now like an Eddie Vedder. A John Cusack from right. uh, the 1980s movies. Well, why is movies. this any different than anything else? Bill Murray. 
He doesn't like it. Well, Bill Murray, I think, is detailed for years as being a Cubs fan. But I sma- do. But the Smashing Pumpkins guy says he's at a lot of games. I don't see any of these Cubs celebrities there. Well, let me ask you this. Year round. How many games do you have to go to to be deemed a fan? Ten games. Ten games. <laughs> so you went <laughs> to, to be hardcore fan. So you went to ten Met games last year. I, I actually didn't get out to City Field oh, okay. last year. I'm sorry. I'm got, but I'm got saying it. if I then showed up for seven of their Why World Series games. Well, Kane, let me ask you this. Listen, this is the smashing. Who else is buying these tickets for $1,200 a pop? This is the smashing pumpkins talking, Jerry, not me. No, I get it. I, but there's a lot of people that believe, oh, my God, the celebrity show. Like the Dodger games in the playoffs, all these celebrities were there, and it was crazy, right? Like they're not allowed to, or the Laker games. Yes, there are some that are just there to be seen. There's no doubt. But, I mean, you know, Kevin James takes, he was in here the other day. He takes great offense when people are like, oh, look, Kevin James is showing up at Met games now because they're good. And he'll sit there and tell you, excuse me, I grew up in Long Island. I don't get to every game, but I love the Mets. Who knows? And who cares? Hmm. As long as there are fans in the seats, right? No, who cares? 90s rockers. That's who cares. Well, one 90s. One 90s rocker. rocker. Maybe he's upset because he didn't do take me out to the ball game. Uh, he, yeah, not for the playoffs. Is he's done possible? it in the past for them. But he has not done it on this hmm. stage in the playoffs. I see. Has he? I don't think he so. He has not, no. Right. So maybe he should just hmm. zip it and Got it. relax. Yeah, Zip it. Would you spend quickly, and we'll take a break. I saw there are tickets going for as much as $20,000. Yeah, that seems tonight. silly to me. Even if, let's say you made $2 million. $1 million. million. Sure. Would you, well, a couple million dollars. Would you spend that on a baseball game? I would not because I would feel like by spending the big money, I would jinx my team. And then like in the first inning, it'd be over. Like and it's your fault. And I'd be like, no, not my fault, but I'd be like, I just spent $20,000 on these tickets, and now the game's essentially over in the second well, that, inning. Right, that's a great point. Like, last night, if you spent all that money, you're an Indians fan. You're right. walking out like, wow, what a waste right, of that, money and time. That could have been the game you won the World Series, yeah. so they were paying big bucks. Big bucks. No and that doubt. ball drops in the middle, you grand oh. slam, good night, everybody. Unbelievable. All right, quick timeout. When we come back, we got some basketball and football to get to, and, of course, Boomer and Carton at 6 on The Fan. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's the shortest show on WFAN. All right, Boomer and Carton coming up in literally three minutes. Last night, the Cubs did beat the Indians 9-3, to so we get a seventh game in the World Series later tonight. Uh, we had the Knicks losing to the Pistons, 102-89. More on that in a moment. Rangers won again, beat the Blues 5-zip, and the Lightning uh, beat the Islanders 6-1. to And not good news with Jerry's familiar. We'll get to that uh, in just a moment on the show. I want to play this one for you because I don't understand this. The Knicks are how many games into the season? Three, three games. Four, Right, okay. And here's Jeff Hornacek after they lost in Detroit last night, basically saying his team is uh, not in basketball shape. Maybe we're not in the kind of condition that we need to be to play offense and defense for all 48 minutes. Oh. It's three games. And how long is the basketball season, Jerry? Uh, Long. It goes until April, essentially. How can you, even if that's the case, how do you say that? They're going to be exhausted then in a few weeks. He said they were exhausted, and they could be exhausted tonight on a back-to-back to play the Rockets. It's already a problem. It is a problem. Yeah, it's not. That's not the only problem. Now there's the well, uh, the notion, not the notion, he, but Jeff Hornacek wants out. He, yeah, well, don't, they, I don't know about that. Hang on there, but I, I will tell you one thing. There is another team in Madison Square Garden that's in great shape. It's called the Rangers. Oh my God! Yeah, they're killing it. <laughs> they are killing it. But beyond that, I am not guys, worried about anybody else's Nobody cares about hockey, guys. Boomer. Shut up, Bobby. Sorry, I am fellas. Jack the morning, boys. Let's well, get ready to rock and roll, man. In, in fairness, the Knicks have to run up and down the court. The Rangers are on <laughs> skates. Seems so easy. <laughs> you idiot. 
Oh, you I'm, have I'm any, telling you right now. Do you ice is, skate at all? not getting off to a good start Have you ever ice skated? Now. I cannot. No, I can't stand Ow. on ice skates. So you skates. never even have you tried ever wrestled? it. Have you ever wrestling? wrestled? Wrestling? No, I don't right. do well, that you, either. You don't run up and down to wrestle, and it's physically exhausting. In that 60 seconds, you would be dead tired. Doing wrestling? Grappling? Yes. Wrestling. Well, wrestling. Wrestling, whatever. skating, you know, going into the corner for the puck is essentially, you know, you're wrestling on ice. Have you ever sat first row for a hockey game? Uh, yeah, I used to cover the Tampa Lightning, Jerry, in my Tampa days. You did not sit first row to cover I the didn't, Lightning. I didn't know. I was in the bo- press box. <laughs> right. oh, so you've actually so, been to a hockey game. He actually likes you know, Here's the, cut, here's the myth about Al. Square Garden, you could feel Boomer. the power, feel Boomer. the passion. The myth about Al is he actually likes it. Yeah, he's an idiot. Except for the show. He, he doesn't like it. And that show is coming up right now on the